Oh, you thought it was over? Yeah. Yeah. This is it, my head. Yeah, man. This defines me. Turn the mic up. Jack Addict. Oh, you stole it. Spivit of Marcus Garvey, Football Muhammad, Mega Alvazan, Bob Marley, the God Body. The scripture says the laws inside me. Show love, I was hugged by the arms of God. Somebody raised me with sense. How y'all doing? Something that was do I need a hot minute. For myself. And I didn't want to fall out of the pod, so I just, you know what I mean? Took a little time off. It started feeling like a job, so I was like, eh. You know what I mean? What? Anyways, how y'all doing? Been a little minute. I'm Dominican Johnny from the uh, Don't Overthink It podcast. Look at that. I almost slipped up and said a different name. But uh hope everybody's doing good. It's been a while since I, I made an episode. The last one I put out was the Butch Riley one. That was like at the beginning of June. No, actually like end of June. So it's been it's been a good month and some change. So just needed a little bit of time. You know, most people say, oh, I needed to recenter my energy and all of that bullshit. It really, I was just... It just started feeling like a job, so I was like, eh, it wasn't, it didn't feel fun for a second, like, oh, shit, I gotta return, you know what I mean, I gotta record and shit, but, you know, I, um, I'm back at it, and, and this time I got a, a very special guest, uh, he's, he's been my guy, he's been my guy, if, uh, I guess if I'm learning, if he's the teacher, he's like, uh, Yoda, he's like Yoda when it comes to this, uh, this reselling shit he schooled me on a lot of things when i started uh reselling and the funny thing is i never met him in person it's hilarious um but who i'm talking about is my guy uh sam aka west coast goods now a lot of you probably on instagram y'all probably know him and uh he's he's getting out there pretty much and he's broadening his horizons from just uh reselling to doing like affiliate marketing and and all this stuff so i'm gonna let him you know i'm gonna get the uh his origin story but um i hope all of y'all been doing good been keeping you know i mean being safe you know practicing social distancing whether you believe it or not just just do the shit you know i mean i got karen the other day quick little story i was going into the ups to drop off my boxes and um i had the mask i had it in the car but I was just running in real quick with a bag to drop it off in there. And well, I had two bags. So I went to go walk in there and I forgot the mask in the um in the cup holder. So I was like, well, I'm not gonna actually stand in there. So I was like, let me just walk in there. So I went walking in there and I opened the door and I went to hold the door open for this lady with a mask on. She was like, No, I'm not going in there. You don't have a mask on. So I was like, okay, fuck it. So I just went in there, you know what I mean? Dropped my bags off, um, dropped off my boxes or whatever, came back out. And try to hold the door before her again. I was like, no. So then she didn't want to hear it. So then she was just on some, oh, she was like, you, you know, you should wear a mask, you know. You know, you're, uh, you're, you're a pretty healthy guy. Uh, you should be wearing a mask. You could kill, you could kill somebody. Da, 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 da. And like started giving me the whole spiel. I'm like, yo. So I went and grabbed my other bags and I saw the mask right there. I could have grabbed it, but I was just being a dick at that point because she was just going on and on like, where the fuck you get off like trying to you know trying to be authoritarian to me you know what i mean trying to just act like you the police so i just you know grabbed grabbed my other bag and walked back in i was like you sure 
And she was like, yeah, I'm not going in there while you're in there. I was like, ah, fuck you then. So went back in there, dropped my other bags off, and just walked right back out. I tried to be nice, tried to hold the door open for her. She wasn't trying to hear it. Oh, well. Then I went back in there the next day and was like, yo, what did she say? And she was all like, you guys shouldn't be serving this person here. I was like, yeah, that was a Karen. A Karen is basically just somebody who tries to, like, I don't know. To me, it's like when, when motherfuckers just try to instill, like, their imaginary authority that they have over you. Like, they're, like, a governing body or, like, like they're, um, like, they have a badge. Like, they're the police and shit. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. But, um, yeah, that's my Karen story. But anyways, let me call up my man Sam so we can get right into it. You know, he has a pretty interesting story. He's around my age, but he got teenage kids, which sure as hell pushed my wig back when he told me that. I didn't, he don't even look it. He was like he's fucking maybe 32. But, yeah, I'm about to uh, give him a call. Yo, yo, yo. There he goes. And Sam, what up? Are we live? Yep, we live. We live on air. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. This is a... Uh, I'm going to uh, introduce... I already did a quick little intro for him, and I, I went over a quick little Karen story that I had, but the one that I told you about when I went into UPS, but... Oh, okay, <laughs> that's okay. Neither here nor there. there. Yeah, so I basically said, like, if, if there was somebody who, like, taught me a lot about this reselling game and everything, I, I, I was saying that it was you. Like, you're, you're like my Yoda. Like, I learned a lot of shit from you. You know what I mean? I know a little something, something. Mm-hmm. Say the least, to say the least, because, um, yeah, that, and that's what I was saying, too. I was all like, man, I've never even met the dude, but me and him connect on so much other shit, on some hip-hop shit, on some reselling shit, on some life shit. You know what I mean? For real, for real. I, I think we're, we're going on knowing each other for, what, a couple years now? Yeah, yeah, probably going on, like, two years. Probably going on, like, yeah. two yeah, I don't fuck with too many people, but I mean, man, we, we talk daily now, huh? Damn near, yeah, we damn near talk daily. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Most of it's not even about reselling. That's I know. It'll be some hip-hop shit or you trying to beat me over the head and bang me over the head to listen to some new Crooked Eye freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> good shit, good shit. Yeah, so, did, did you give uh, my, my rundown or... Is I just said that you're uh, a reseller, but you're expanding your horizons. That's pretty much what i did but um that's why i, I kind of introed you at and i played um see because you know your hip-hop shit so i could say this and you'll know what i'm talking about I, I um i haven't recorded in like a month and, and a half and i started the so um the intro song i played uh, az i'm back oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Man, so so underrated exactly i think he's yeah pretty much him and black thought are like the most under you know underestimated <laughs> lyricist ever but Black Thought, he's kind of getting his shine now because of the freestyles and everything that he'd be killing. So, And that one, what was it, that 10, 20-minute nonstop freestyle, I think it was last year. Holy shit. Yeah, man. He was he was going at it. He was going at it. Um, Yeah, like me, me and Sam, uh, we indirectly, inadvertently met on Instagram. And I'm trying to remember even what was the first. I think I was just picking your brain about certain things. I think you were asking something about Lowe's and reselling on Amazon, I believe. Yeah, I probably had I FBA like a video questions. for you. Yes. And, yep, yep. That's probably what it was, too, because I was thinking of doing FBA for the sneakers because I was still getting, a, you know, well, I'm still right now getting a bunch of sneakers, but that's what it was. And then you gave me the links because I, I reached out to you and Reezy and I didn't really get much response from Reezy, but I got a response from you. Yep. 
Gotcha, gotcha. That's so, how it started. So let me give a little bit rundown of myself and Misty, what we've been doing, how we got started. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to Let me intro you, goddammit. Don't start. It's like, nah, I'm, just <laughs> I'm doing your job for you, bro. No, 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 it's cool. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get Sam's background origin story. And so, I mean, go right ahead. Take it away, homie. So basically in 2007, um, I was doing um, home loans. I was an underwriting manager for a mortgage company. And I don't know if you guys recall, but like around 2007 is when the market was tanking. Um, and I just, I kind of knew my job security was just, I probably had about another 60 days left in the game. So I had purchased a used uh, BlackBerry off of Craigslist. It was just an old school black and white BlackBerry cell phone. And like I used it for a week and I really, I just, I hated the damn thing. So I put it on eBay and like I made 50 bucks in like a couple of days. And I kind of thought to myself like, hey, th there might be something here. So I had a pretty big commission check coming up. I went ahead and, you know, I talked it over with Misty and she kind of uh, gave me the green light to do what I wanted to do. So I invested, I think it was somewhere around eight or 10,000 into cell phones and it just popped off. I mean, I doubled my money probably within like the first two to three weeks. So once, you know, mm -hmm. we had more money coming in, I had another commission check coming in. We did it again and I quit my job within the first 30, probably 45 days. And it's been a wrap ever since. I mean, that's kind of how we got into reselling. And then, you know, with the times, you know, times changed. So back then there were so many different cell phones you could buy. I mean, LG was huge. Uh, Samsung was huge. Sanyo was huge. Palm was huge. Blackberry was huge. So, you know, we had so much to sell. But over time, it kind of just went to, you know, you got an iPhone or you got a Galaxy. And that's when we realized, hey, you know, we kind of needed to switch things up. And we kind of got into, you know, retail arbitrage with like sports apparel and things like that. You know, it's something that we both enjoy. Um, I'm a sneakerhead. So, you know, I love buying Absolutely. sneakers. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not do something that, that you love? And that's kind of how we got into retail arbitrage. And we did retail arbitrage probably all the way up until about 10, 11 months ago. And kind of just once again, accidentally got into online arbitrage. And I realized I really enjoy online arbitrage more. I don't have to be in stores with sick kids or crying <laughs> kids, standing in line, driving from place to place. And, you know, the, the thing that I love most about online arbitrage is I'm not just going from store to store hoping, you know, I can bank on one, finding one item. Anything that I'm buying online, I pretty much in quantity. And since, you know, we focus on items that, you know, sell pretty quickly, that that's the best part about being able to do OA is, you know, I can purchase almost everything and, you know, counts of like five or ten. Yep. Yep. I know. Trust me. There's been many, many a nights or many a, a, a early mornings, even early for me, because you on West Coast time is. It's, it's going on four o'clock over here. So what is it going on? One over there? Oh, yeah, it's barely one o'clock right now. Yeah, yeah. Started. Zoom call. I'm doing your podcast. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's been plenty of times too when you be like, just send me a link and be like, "Yo, go cop that. Go buy that Run. now. Go buy that now." 
Yeah, so that's kind of, you know, our background. Um, also, about a couple of years ago, we realized that we were getting so many direct messages on Instagram on just people who wanted help into, you know, getting into reselling, whether it was eBay or Amazon. So I think it was about January of 2019, we started um, an eBay course. And, you know, we were just hoping to help, you know, five, 10 people a month. Um, same thing with our Amazon course. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we were banking on. But we weren't banking on it just taking off like it did. Um, our first eBay course was, you know, completely booked out in the first couple of days because we cap our courses at 30 people. It's, it's kind of, you know, what we can handle. We want everyone getting their money's worth. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard, you know, when you got 50 or 100 people all at once, you know, asking mm-hmm. questions. So once we had started that, I mean, it just really, really took off. We realized, you know, we had something here. We have the knowledge and people really want to learn. And what better way to learn than, you know, people that are successful at it that way, you know, they can stop you from making the costly mistakes that most, you know, new sellers make. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm still kicking myself in the ass because you asked me to get in on you with that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you waited a while. I know, I know, and yeah, I, I don't know. think we got you in until like late 2019. Yeah, yeah, I, I should have been on you with with it from the beginning. I could have been your your Spanish translator. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, you know, after we realized, you know, we had all the courses and they were all successful, we kind of thought, you know, let's go ahead and we've always had a group. We've had a masterminds group since about January 2019. But that was just primarily anyone that's taken our courses. We put in a group and, you know, everyone can help one another. But when we got into the online arbitrage, I kind of realized that, you know, a lot of people would love to do what we're doing. It was also kind of around the time that COVID hit and, you know, mm-hmm. most of these stores were closed. So a lot of people not only wanted to transition to OA, but kind of had no choice, especially if you were in a hot state that was closed down. Like yours. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. A lot of the big states, you know, from New York to Florida to Cali, I mean, a lot of them shits are still closed to this day. Yep. So we started a leads group, I'd say, I think it was sometime February of this year. And once again, you know, it's something that with word of mouth and people's success have kind of just blown up. Um, currently, we have about, I think, 370 members in our leads group. And we started like an affiliate program, I'd say, a little less than a month ago. And yep. man, it's just taken off. The, the way the affiliate program works is, you know, anyone that refers people to our group, we pay them out a 50% commission. So um, we just had one member just yesterday, their uh, Gumroad payout was $2,800. I mean, that's just extra money for helping people. Yep. Um, it's just been really, really successful. I mean, the first week of payouts was yesterday and we paid out a little under $5,000 in affiliate marketing. And this is money that, you know, people had if if it wasn't for this affiliate program and you know we're one of the first groups to actually implement that and um i wasn't sure how it was going to work if it was going to work but it's really really taken off we expect within the next 60 days to generate roughly close to a hundred thousand in affiliate marketing sales and like i said we just started this on either like july 19th or july 20th and today's what august 8th yep Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, any reason why within the first 30 days that our members aren't being paid at least $30,000. 
So it's a lot of money to be made. Hell yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's why if y'all heard that, if y'all heard that story right now, and if y'all ain't motivated to go get it, then that's just on you. Because every time I see his accomplishments, that just makes me want to go harder and harder. Like, I mean, it'd be sometimes I be I, I can't sleep. I like for example, this morning I woke up at four thirty in the morning. I, I I sat up and literally was posting all the way up until the sun came up till about seven thirty. Then I went back to sleep, but. It's just you got to have it in you, the motivation to go get it. You know what I mean? If you want you can get it. You just you have to want it and you have to put in the work. And that's that's what most people don't realize. Everyone thinks, yeah. you know, this is easy. Um, I'm going to get into a group and make a killing, but they're not willing to put in the work. That is yep. the only reason they're going to fail is if you're not willing to put in the work. Exactly. Exactly. Like even though that's like I, that's why I like you, though, because a lot of times you be kicking me in my ass. He was like. Dude, did you do what I did? Do what I asked you? Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? He kind of he kind of gets on my ass about certain things that I. It's good for me, and he's trying to help me. So I'm like, and I and then sometimes I do it, and sometimes in the back of my head I hear you saying, "Man, come on, man, do that shit." Especially with Amazon. I mean, how long did you push off your Amazon account? Shit, FBA. I've had Amazon like well initially, of course, I just started just Amazon, just like how everybody else did, just to buy shit, and and. I didn't realize that I was ungated with like Nike and Adidas. So once I found that out and I told you that you was like, um, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> so then I, so then he, he, he's the one that actually got me started on, um, FBA. For those of you who don't know what, uh, Amazon FBA is, is basically fulfillment by Amazon where you buy an item at the store. If it's a good ranking item it's basically, you just send your items to Amazon and they ship it out for you. So yeah, that's they what, do everything for you they prep it for the customer they answer your customer questions they ship it to the customer yes. and they cut you every two weeks it doesn't get much easier than that yes so um i didn't realize that i was ungated and once i did he was like dude you're sitting on a gold mine so go ahead and start scanning everything so i started yeah. when you first told me that the first place i went to was uh marshall's because marshall sells boxed up um sneakers and stuff so i just went there and started scanning away scanning away and it was slowly going, slowly going. Then it started going. Then you're the one that told me to like expand beyond sneakers, like do make so much product. stuff. Available stores. I mean, yes. from makeup to athletic apparel to women's athletic apparel, electronics. To, yeah, I mean, these stores have everything. And you know, if you have an account that's ungated in almost everything because it's grandfathered in, I mean, you don't know how good you have it. Yeah, well, it, it is. It is ungated to a certain degree. Like I can't. I can't sell. Tommy Hilfiger or Dockers, but I could sell Nike. I could sell Adidas. I can't sell Under Armour. I can sell Levi's. It, it's real picky about certain things. I could sell Champion, I believe. Puma, I can't. So it's, it, you know what I mean? It it's varies. Pretty hit. Hmm? It's pretty hit and miss, but at least, you yeah. know, you, you got the big brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour, which with what me and you do, because, I mean, we both yeah. pretty much sports apparel and clothing. It, it's, it's gold. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I want to get too into like you, the person, not West Coast goods, the, you know, the guy, hey, uh, you know, let's get this money. I, not him. I thought people can handle my personality because I'm pretty blunt. And I don't know if you could be pretty blunt in 2020. <laughs> Shit, I'm a dick. It don't matter. <laughs> Shit. It don't, so, especially on this podcast. 
That's what I'm saying. I want to get off into you, though. Like, how did you grow up? Did you grow up with, like, you know, both both parents and everything like that? Because you, you're straight Cali, right? Born and raised? Yeah, born and raised in Cali. Um, the only time I left was for a couple years in Oregon, and that was just to get some shoe money. Um, ah. So I came from a pretty good family, had money. I was an only child that was the fuck up of the family. Um, I moved out when I was 15 years old and never went back. I kind of just had the streets raise me. Oh, Got damn. It. So, oh. <laughs> so you were the rebel. You were like, fuck you, mom. Fuck you, dad. I'm out of here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, from that point, when you're young in these Cali streets, I mean, there's just nothing for you but drugs and gangs and that's just kind of the lifestyle that you have to adapt to, really. I mean, you don't really have mm. a choice. Nothing's taking you in. Mm. So uh, kind of started fucking around in and out of jail from drugs to um, the gang life and uh, really didn't get my shit together until I had my daughter when I was 19, which, man, that seems like such a long time ago. I mean, even when I had her, I still didn't really get my shit together until I had my second kid and realized, Hey, you know, everything you're doing ain't going to last. You're either going to end up dead or in jail. <laughs> yeah. So, so when they um, let me ask you then, what part uh, what part of Cali did you grow up in? Like if I know my sections, but I know listeners will. Um, L.A. County until for a majority of my teen years, I was in Long Beach and then also in the Orange County area of like Anaheim. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Back and forth between those two areas, just depending on what year and what I was involved in. Um, I don't know if the majority of you know, but, you know, Long Beach during that time was, you know, it's borderline Compton. And that's, you know, we had the riots going on in 92, 93. Um, it's just it, it wasn't good times uh, growing up there. I bet. How old were you when the riots jumped off? The, the... Uh, the 92, I was 12, 13. OK, so, yeah, we are in the same age bracket. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah. Now I turned forty in December, so I think we're we're pretty close in age. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm just two years older than you. Yeah, so. But yeah, most of that stuff that you know you were seeing on TV was all Los Angeles County area. So I mean, and even you know after the riots and everything, I mean the racial tensions were really really strong. I mean you either had to be, if you were white, you had to pick a side. If you were black, you know you had to ride with the blacks. You were Mexicans, and even like the Mexicans and the blacks were beefing really back then i mean they still do to this day but nothing like like back back then i'm so glad you said that i'm so glad yeah. you said that because us being on the east coast all we knew about la was nwa the movie colors and that's just about it like this is pre of course for everybody listening this is pre you know internet because internet made the entire yeah, world yeah. smaller but and everybody over here, we always wondered, like, is it really that fucking bad? Like, is that gang shit really like what it is? And do the cops really do like how um how how that one scene in Menaces where they they caught um old dog and Kane and oh, then they threw beat him in the wrong hood? Yes, is that a real thing? That's real things out here. Them cops just did not give a fuck, especially the the Rampart section. I mean, everything portrayed the section. Uh, Rampart section, which was what the movie Training Day was about. Okay, it was about that police department. Um, but yeah, everything out of there was pretty on point. I mean, in these cities in LA, I mean, they just didn't give a shit. They weren't patrolling nothing. Damn. And it was good, you know, three four years like that. 
especially, you know, right after the riots. I mean, shit just got worse after the riots. No shit. I would think that it, it calmed down, but probably just politically, they just probably didn't show it's, it as know, much. Everything has a certain uh, media time. While it's hot, you know, the media is going to cover it until it dies down. But even when it dies down, I mean, it's still going on, but there's just nothing really to cover. Yeah. And now you know, everybody you know, burning has to... down the buildings, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, the, the protests going on right now, you know, when at first, you know, it's the only thing you could find on the news was just, you know, the, the protests, the marches, the riots. But, you know, now it's even though it's still going on, you, you don't really see it as much. OK. OK. Why. All right, yeah. See now, now we're getting off into some shit because that's what I was. I was trying to get off into the um, like the mood of L.A. back then and stuff because a lot of East Coast people were like, were really curious if it was really as bad as it seems. But it, I guess no, it really was. Really, really was. Okay, okay, and then it's still not even the, the greatest parts now, but it's way better than you know it was then. So when you um. All right. So and I'm assuming you're a hip hop head. And so when you said you were in like the the gang life, it, it, I know everybody just knows Bloods and Crips because that's all that's really advertised. But there's a whole bunch of sub gangs within each one. Right. Within each. Oh, set. yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bloods. and I mean, each set had their own, you know, Bloods and Crips. Bloods and Crips weren't getting along then like they were now. And the Mexican gangs were, you know, really, really big at the time. They were actually bigger than the blacks. Damn. Um, and like. I grew up in a Mexican hood, so that's kind of what I affiliated with. And okay. you kind of just got to ride with, you know, wherever you're born and where you spend your time. That's if you're born in an area that, you know, claims something, that's you don't really have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to <laughs> you say. You moving. <laughs> oh, shit. Especially at a young age. I mean, yeah. these are the people that you're surrounded with. These are the people you go to school with. These are the people that, you know, when you want to go outside and do something, you're around. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. Good. All right. So that's what I wanted to get. I wanted to get my, my curiosities of LA out of there. But so when you had, all right, so now we're going to jump a little forward. So when you had your second kid, you was like, all right, this shit ain't hitting. So is that when you started that first, when you bought that first Blackberry, is it around that time? Or is that when you were still working the insurance? No, I was, I was still just running the streets and hotels at that time. Mm. Um, I started doing like home loans about 15 years ago and that's where actually misty and i met um, got you got she, you she was the secretary at that company and uh the funny part is like right after my divorce she came over one night on a date and she never left <laughs> <laughs> honestly like she just came over one night and never left hey rest is history i mean yeah. yesterday we had a 14 year anniversary exactly congrats congrats i saw that i was yeah. all like oh this motherfucker didn't even tell me that that was his anniversary <laughs> motherfucker i didn't even know the night before <laughs> oh shit <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so, i had to wake up and like i was like oh shit it's yeah. our anniversary isn't it yep the corona king over here look at this guy um <laughs> but yeah you know i was still like even when I had my second child, like I was still living the hotel life, bouncing around, you know, hustling different, just scams on the streets. Um, I spent most of my life from like 15 till I was about 22, 23, just living that motel life. I mean, just whatever, hustling, whatever, just to make enough to pay for a room for the night. Shit. And then just, you know, I had a really bad drug problem. Any drug I could do, I, I was on. Um, and I just, I woke up one day on my son's second birthday and was like, I can't do this anymore. I flushed everything I had and it was a wrap from there. 
cold turkey. That, what was that? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, cold turkey. Go oh, shit. I just knew, you know, I, I had to. Yeah, because some people know what they're doing, and some people is just like, eh. Then they jump back to it, like like my older brother. He he swear he he'll go to jail for a couple of years, be totally clean for about three to four months, then whew, right back. Yeah, to it. I mean, you think you can handle it, but you can't. I mean, you don't run drugs; drugs run you. See? Especially when you're talking about, I mean, like just hard drugs. I mean, we're not talking weed or um, fucking beer. Yeah. When you're talking hard drugs, I mean, those things take over your life they take over everything that's crazy Damn. i've always just had that addictive personality no matter what it is i mean if it's work like i'm addicted i'm gonna give it my everything i'm gonna work 24 hours a day if it's drugs yeah. i can't just you know do a line of coke i'm doing fucking an ounce of coke shit it's no matter what I do, I got to do it to the fullest extent. You know, I can't just buy one pair of shoes. I got to have them in every fucking color. That, yep. Me and you have the same type of personality. Yeah. That's probably why me and you get along so well and shit. Cause exactly. We exactly. Have I, just over have shit. I can't just have a beer. Like, I got to drink beer all day. Yeah, you're the Corona King. That's Corona what you are. Corona King. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um. All right. So... That now that's the part of that probably a lot of your your people didn't really know about you and shit, but that's that's cool. But that's what shapes you, and that's what makes you who you are, and that exactly, shows, exactly. and that shows exactly where you get your drive from and everything. So most people just don't like to you know bring up past or, but you know my past made me exactly. Um, I have no problem sharing it. Um, I've dealt with you know mental illness issues my whole life, and you know. I think I'm one of the only people that always just share and talk about it because I know that there's a lot of people out there that aren't willing to have these conversations and a lot of them really need to have these conversations. Absolutely. So I, I talk about it as much as possible. I'm not embarrassed of it. I was before. Like, I didn't want anyone to know that I was bipolar too. And uh, yeah. it's a few years ago, I just realized, you know, it's cool to open up and tell your story and people understand it. People relate. And people have questions. A lot of times, you know, people just bottle everything inside and have never seeked help. Exactly. Exactly. See, and that's what makes you a person like well-rounded. Like you said, that is what makes you like even all the situations of me having drug addict for a pops, drug addict for a sister, drug addict for an older brother. You know, what I mean, all that shit, it, it defines you and it makes you who you are. And it does. You probably it is, look at it, it you stronger or mm -hmm. you're going to fall into that same pattern and you're going to fail or sink in life. Exactly. Exactly. So. All right. Let's let's uh, let's switch topics and go on to more uh, brighter things now. Oh, I meant to ask you, too, though, with all the success you're having now. Do your parents like accept you now or they, do they look at you like, wow, he he's doing it? Nobody now. still looks at reselling as a feasible business. No one thinks, you know, anything that I'm doing is like legitimately. I mean, they don't see it lasting long term. They still kind of see it as a side hustle that's, you know, enough to pay bills. <laughs> and I, I don't think anyone, anyone in my family looks at it as an actual business. I mean, even like when, you know, I was telling my dad when we started uh, our eBay training, he just never really took it serious and just doesn't see, you know, if you got five different streams of income coming in and they're adding up to real numbers, you know, this is a business. A lot of people still don't even look at reselling as a business or as a scalable business. Exactly. I tell people all the time. It's always trips me out when people be like, oh, you still doing your little reselling thing? And they just call it like the little reselling. <laughs> my thing. business. Yeah, it, it's really 
disrespectful too. Yeah, but I just I just let him like I just I let him it. like I'm like yeah. The little do you know, I probably make more than you, motherfucker. You know what exactly. I mean? And exactly. then it's, nobody know? telling me what to do. I get up when I want. I go to bed when I want. Exactly. I don't have to ask no boss for permission. Every time I think of this, I think of that Dame Dash Breakfast Club interview mm-hmm. where he just he went off on Envy and Charlemagne and like. Everyone said he was an ass, but everything he was saying about bossing up and not having a daddy was the realest shit. I mean, that's still one of the realest interviews I've seen to this day. Yep, yep. It's just the way that it's just because he's so brash about it. That's what gets people kind of uh, intimidated with him. But there was no lies told there. Everything he was saying was so on point. 100%, 100%. But And that's the thing, though, too. They were saying that themselves, too, like in hindsight, because there was a lot of calls afterwards. So I was watching, like, the aftermath of it. And Uh they were people were calling up too, saying that. And he wasn't saying, like, just go ahead and quit and you can be a boss like tomorrow. And and no, it involves work and a lot of research. Like, if you just think you're going to quit and they like, oh, I'm going to be my own boss. No, it takes time. Don't work. Yeah. Yeah. Rome wasn't built overnight. Exactly. So I think a couple of people were just taking him on a literal sense, like literal, saying, go yeah. up and quit your job yeah. this second right now. And boom, you're a boss. No, no, it takes time. Yeah. You know, you the gotta truth is it. with with anything successful, if you copy someone successful and do as they do, there's no reason for you not to be successful. Yeah. Bottom it, one. Yep. It depends on the person too, the person that you are. That's when it becomes like you got to analyze your character. You know yep, what I mean? One, like, who are you? What kind of drive do you have? You know what I mean? So. 100. 100. Shit. That's why I always, I always trip off that. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I told you, I like, I quit the law firm in May and I'm like fully independent right now. I don't have to, if I get sick, I don't be like, yo, may and, I or can I? I don't have to say can I or may I to anybody. Yeah. And the reality of what we do, I mean, if we don't work and we just sit on the fucking couch all day, our families don't eat. <laughs> Bottom line. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta work. I mean, you have to, there's no guaranteed paycheck every Friday like, you know, most people have. I don't work. My family don't eat. I mean, bottom line. So I know I have to grind. Exactly. And you have kids. So you definitely, definitely. And I do too. I actually. got grandkids. Damn. I know. How, yeah. Cause you said you had your daughter. I didn't, I never even knew because I guess your daughter don't live with you. Right. So no, no. Yeah. She, she's grown up out of the house, different state. And oh. uh, yeah, she's grandbaby's almost two now. Shit, shit, yeah, because that's what I, I meant to ask you that. Because when you brought that up, I was like, "Hold up!" I was like, "I know your oldest, your oldest son is in the house with you." Yeah, yeah, and, and I thought 17. that he, he's yeah. senior year now. So, so then, how old is your daughter? Your oldest? She is turning twenty in like two weeks. Oh shit! Oh yeah, so she's right around the corner. Is she proud of you on your come up and how you? Because I know she was there from the beginning, and she probably saw a lot of your bad time. Yeah, you know what? We kind of we're still not seeing eye to eye till this day. We've kind of had a couple of issues the past few years. Um, I'm stubborn, she's stubborn, and that's God. kind of where we're both at. Oh, so that means she developed that. <laughs> so she's a dick sometimes, <laughs> like you are. <laughs> exactly. She takes features from me that I wish weren't cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but I um, mean, is she? But she's doing good though. Yeah, yeah, she she's fine. She knows everything we're doing is good. Um, but yeah, it, it's time to mend that bridge. Yeah, don't. No, it takes time, though. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't happen overnight. But like, 
with that, like I know over time that it's going to fix itself. That's good. That's good. And she sees, and I'm pretty sure she sees that you're like, like on a whole new leaf, like, like you're strictly like positive now and everything. Like, yeah. That. Yeah. Same, same thing with the kids in house now. I mean, they kind of just, that work ethic is instilled in them because they see how hard I work. Um, like they know I'm up, you know, four thirty-five every morning. I'm not mm-hmm. done till six, seven at night. Mm-hmm. They know have the finer things in life and they know, you know, how hard we work for it. We teach them the value of a dollar. My son's, you know, in our discord group starting to, you know, flip stuff. And, uh, Good. I think it's just family business. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they understand the hustle and, you know, what needs to be done to be where you want in life, because in all reality, you could be born in the hood, be broke. You don't have to die broke. Just because, you know, you don't you don't control where you're born, but just because you came from a poor family doesn't mean your family has to be poor. Exactly. Exactly. You could always flip your circumstances. Shit. Look, exactly. at, look, look at me. I came from a single mom, crackhead for a dad. So he was in the house once every two years and she worked and she raised four of us. So and there you go. I came and out from having a single a single female. I mean, that's the hardest. Mm-hmm. A male, you know, you can understand, but you know, to be a single female with kids, that that's super hard, especially you know, older boys. Mm-hmm. Just you and your brother in the house, right? It was well, my older sister. Then she moved down uh, out, and then it was my older brother, and he was a drug addict too. And then it was me and my little brother. And then like I, at fifteen, where you were out the house. I had to put a padlock on my door so they wouldn't steal my clothes and shit because I just had a, like a summer job and shit, but they were stealing my clothes. <laughs> yeah, so you you know it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drugs, fucking crack cocaine took a, a wet bite out of my fucking family's ass. That's how we were. And like, as you know, I mean, that crack rock started in L.A., so. Yep, yep. Ricky Ross. And it's funny. Most out there. Yep. Freeway Ricky Ross. It's funny. My boy that lives in York, shout out to Echo. He's his manager now. Okay. Yeah, okay. he's in pictures and all those podcasts and everything that he does now, like those those um Instagram. He's doing a lot of positive stuff in L.A. right now. Yeah, and Good if you see him. if you see the dark skinned dude sitting right next to him, that's my boy Echo from York, from right down, right in the next town over. Yep, he used to be a promoter, and I guess he um he had a um a in store because he used to he used to run a store down in York, and mm-hmm. um he met Ricky and. Um, he had a sign in for, for his first book and I guess he liked the way Echo moved and shit. And he was all like, yo, how come, how about you come work for me? And he'd been doing it ever since he'd been out Cali for the past, like three years now. He's met all kinds of celebrities and everything being right there with, uh, freeway Ricky. That's, That's awesome. Because, I mean, that guy has one of the mindsets that, I mean, if he wasn't doing moving, you know, what was he moving in Coke a day? I mean, it was some crazy. Like he was doing like a million dollars a day, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 If he could do that with drugs in the streets, I mean, he can apply that to anything in life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Damn. Look at that. We're going off on 40 minutes and we didn't even get we, to really. We just started. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But that's good though. That's that's why I always like to I always like to dig deep with people to get off into like the actual person instead of just what their profession is, you know what I mean? Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. But um yeah, now though, now let's get into then the uh the affiliate groups things. Now explain people with like what an affiliate group is and what affiliate uh links are. I know you you kind of touched on it earlier, but so when COVID had 
really hit in around February or March. One night, um, I was laying in bed, bored as shit. I'm one of those big conspiracy guys. So I was on Twitter. Um, I found, you know, like a big Q website. And, you know, someone was selling a conspiracy book on Gumroad for, I think it was 10 or 12 bucks. I went ahead and bought it. And, you know, I read it. I really enjoyed it. I was following this account and I just kept seeing how many people were like retweeting this book and how many people were buying it. I'm like, holy shit, like, you know, this Gumroad thing's no joke. So I did a little bit of research on Gumroad. Um, I even bought a couple Gumroad courses. For those of you that don't know what Gumroad is, it is a platform for resellers, but it is for digital products like courses groups pdf books uh digital music anything that's pretty much digital so this account that i bought from you know had like 20 30,000 followers and they were paying affiliates they were paying people to affiliate the book so basically what that meant was anyone that purchased the book has the right to resell the book and they get a 50 percent commission so anyone that sold the book, you know, let's say it was 12 bucks, you know, they made $6 a sale. So I was like, you know what, this guy's really on to something. You know, a lot of people are into conspiracies right now, wondering, you know, what's going on with politics, what's going on with the government. So I went and I bought a large, already established Twitter account that was political. Gotcha. Um, it was a little more left wing than anything. So... I just I bought about five or six different conspiracy theory books, you know, took what I like, added my own twist to it and released it at 10 bucks a pop. And we started selling, you know, 10, 20 copies a day, um, started a, an affiliate program for it. And it took off um, within the first 30 days. I got into health. I bought a, a Twitter account that had 40,000 followers. And, you know, I bought five or six of the best, best type, you know, health content books mm -hmm. and, you know, wrote my own version and that took off. And then about two months ago, you know, I got with my admin for our leads group and, you know, we just sat and brainstormed for a day on how we can implement this to reselling. So on July 19th, you know, we went live with it with our group Um and I'd say we did about 200 affiliate sales between July 19th or 20th and today. So in about yep. three weeks, we generated a little over $20,000. And, you know, half that money goes to our group members. So our group members made half that money. Just like I said, I mean, just on Friday was their first payday. And, you know, they got paid out a little under five grand. So and the potential goes. is just huge. And not only are we doing it for our group where you started adding, you know, guides like on Thursday, we, we released a um, how to get unaided and topicals guide. So we offered it to all our members. We gave it to them half off and we gave them the opportunity to affiliate for it at 50 percent. So any sales they get, they're making 40 bucks. Our goal in the next 60 days is to have 20 different products for them to be able to affiliate nice nice and and the beautiful thing about affiliates is it doesn't require um it's not something tangible that you have to physically pick up or carry or anything at all no cost into it for you at all it's just you you just, know recommend if someone wants to buy it they can um the cool part about the affiliate program that we do for the leads group is 
you know, our leads group is $99 a month. So if you refer someone, they join, you make 50 bucks. But not only do you make that 50 bucks every month that they stay, you're going to continuously get that $50. So, you know, if you have 10 people signed up, you have $500 a month coming to you every single month. Just for you being the plug, so to speak. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So there's a lot of potential here. And I'm just, I'm really curious how many groups start implementing this because um i don't know if, if a lot of uh, where do you promote your podcast mainly is it instagram yeah mainly instagram and facebook i don't have a twitter account which is bizarre but yeah that's n- <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been telling me to get a twitter account four or five months now exactly. as long as i was telling you to get an amazon account before you got your amazon account up and running yeah before i, I got fba fully yeah set up <laughs> But um, I mean, for for those that don't know how big our leads group has grown, I mean, look at the stories I'm sharing every day. Anytime I'm tagged in anything, I share it on my story. But there's some people making some serious cash right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, folks, we're pretty much at it. That's where we're at. Like, I'm pretty much up to speed with you and everything. But like for those of you that know me like around here, like locally and stuff, and you're curious about how I'm doing what I'm doing, it's it, this guy is the one that pretty much taught me and schooled me on a lot of it going on. You know what I mean? And he's always willing to talk too. And, it's, and if you want to discuss hip hop with him too, he'll beat you in the head with crooked eye a lot, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast banger after West Coast banger. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. Um, Why don't you go ahead and put your affiliate link on your podcast so people can uh, check out what we have going. And uh, if they have any questions, I mean, just go ahead and put my handle on there. I'm always willing to uh, reach out and help, uh, as I know you do as well. Yep. I might have two people that want to sign up now because I have my my uh, my co-host that's usually here, Abdullah. He um he went ham. He went to the uh, the store I went to and he got a bunch of uh, billionaire boys club shorts and stuff like that. He was like, man, I'm trying to be like you. So I'm slowly schooling him. Huh? You got any in a medium for me? Of those, I'll ask I'll ask him when um when I speak to him again, which is tomorrow. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you know They're I don't know if you'll like them. They're white with like race cars all over them. Uh, nah. They look like pajamas, kind of. I, I can't do that. Exactly, exactly. But that <laughs> that Gumroad shit. The only the first time I ever heard of that was uh, Ryan Leslie when he went like fully independent and he released his oh. Black Mozart album. He had that's a, after got his laptop stolen, right? Yeah, that's after <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then. No. It's a huge platform that a lot of people don't know about. It's yes. got a lot of potential. It's, it's not new. It's been around for a minute. But yep. with affiliate marketing, I mean, if you just work on your following and um, have a good product that you actually believe in, there's a lot of money to be made. Yeah, I think when I when I a- advertise this episode, I'm yeah, I'm going to keep putting the link. I've, I've been um, I copied the one video, too, that uh, that your friend made from the group. And I, I, okay. I've been using that, too. So. I'm, I'm going to um, I definitely need to get more people, though, because when I see uh, I've seen a couple of people sharing that they had like two hundred dollars already in affiliate links. And I was like, damn, it ain't even been 48 hours. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, there, there is a, a lot of potential. And, you know, the best yeah. part is it's a legit product where people are making money, um, even if they're, you know, b- besides making money. I mean, with our weekly Zoom calls, just the that is involved in it's just amazing. Like um, yesterday we had Coach Hard on. 
Um, that just sounds like a porn star name, so please elaborate on who that is. Coach Hart on. Pause. Coach Hart on. Pause, no homo. (laughs) Can you say pause and no homo in 2020? Yeah, well, I, I mean, if, you, if, no you're in the hip, if you're in a hip-hop scene, yes. If you're around a bunch of whites, it might not, okay. you know, <laughs> pop right. off. So, yeah. no homo, but, like, this coming week, we have Reezy Resells on. Okay. Um, the following week, we have Toy Folio on, which, if you don't know about Toy Folio, he is the king of toys. Um, we have the Side Hustle Network on the week after. We have Buy Low, Sell Heinz the week after. So, we're bringing you quality guest every single week and not only do they tell their stories but we have them on an additional half an hour just for you guys to pick their brains and take advantage of them good 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 yeah i was on the group for the first i was on the uh, zoom chat for the first time last night and i was like holy shit it's a ton of people and even like on the phone like you know how because if you if you go to a zoom video call on the phone you swipe right and you see how many people are on so i kept swiping and swiping i was like jesus christ how many people are yeah, on here? It, it, yeah, we, we got a big group going on and mm-hmm. you know, everyone's in right now. So th- that's the goal. Exactly. We want to see everyone take advantage of these times right now because this is, a I mean, it may be a bad time where we're at in the world right now. But when it comes to reselling, there is no better time to be a reseller than today. Exactly. And reselling stores never close. I love waking up in the morning to... Uh, all the notifications. Yes, right? yes, absolutely. Even though I cut off the posh ones because those tend to flood everything because they they make they give a notification even if somebody shares your shit. Every, yeah. <laughs> That's the only one I cut off, but the Mercari one, the offer up, eBay, and PayPal, of course, is the one that's always hitting and shit. So oh, um, how are you doing now with the with eBay switching up to that uh you know, to individual payments? Yeah. Still, I, I, I've applied and I've already been accepted, but mine still hasn't kicked in. But we just did a Zoom call this morning. And, man, I'm telling you, a lot of people are hating it. And I really see another pushback on forcing it because there's just been a lot of issues. Yeah, I, I'm going to see how it goes. I already have mine set up, too. And like I told you the other day, they just sent me like a daily check for like my sales for that day. And I was like, whoa, hold on. I don't want to do it like that. I want to set it up so it's like either biweekly or or weekly, but they only give you the weekly option. So I'm assuming the more people that piss and moan about it, it's going to change to probably by weekly or it really is. Yeah. All the issues that just keep popping up. Yeah. Cause then, cause yeah. Cause then they didn't even really, I don't even know if they established there or maybe I didn't read the fine print. Like how long does it technically stay there before they distribute it to you? Or do you have the option to hold it there? Like a Macari. It's supposed to be the next day, and then it takes two to three days to hit your bank. But from what I've been hearing, it's taking two to three days plus an additional two to three days to hit your bank. See, it was should have stuck with PayPal. I'm wondering why they split too. That was I wonder what that happened. Yeah. What was up with that? And more all over it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but a certain I saw a couple of YouTube videos and certain fees. They saying though it didn't um. Like you get minus certain fees now, but then they also added like a 10 cent fee like that PayPal ad for us Mm -hmm. when it breaks down to it. Not by much, but it it is all a little cheaper. Okay, and let me and and athletic sneakers or any expensive sneakers over $100 right now. There's no eBay fees, right? No eBay fees if it's listed in the athletic uh, category, but your shipping does not count against that hundred. So if you have it for like 85 bucks and 15 shipping. You are paying fees on that sale. If you have it at a hundred dollars free shipping, you have no fees. So you got to really pay attention to that. 
Whoa, say that one part. I heard uh, if you have it at $100, free shipping. Have your item for $84.99 and, you know, $15 shipping. That's 100 bucks, but you're paying fees on that because okay, the got item you. isn't listed at 100 The original listing item has to be that. All right. Exactly. Cool. You got to do it at 100 with free shipping. Exactly. All right. Um, oh, coming soon to uh, East Coast versus West Coast. We're going to have our, our, our battle. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to versus yes we're gonna do like a east coast west coast versus we're gonna base it on top songs of like of like we're gonna do a song for each year like song of the year from like 90 to, to uh 2000 i'm so pumped <laughs> i know you have you've had your list for a while right uh bang that out tomorrow if you are um yeah uh, actually i'm going i'm going to the mall because you just reminded me in the group last night that um the friends and family at the nike outlets jumping off already yeah. Um, also, right now, finish line. Um, I don't know what the hell the Klarna holiday is, but they got twenty five percent off right now. Uh, they got twenty five percent off nine hundred items. Shit. All right. So A L A R N A. See if any of you, you out there. The hmm. Do you know what the holiday Klarna is? No, uh, not at all. Type of holiday, and they're doing twenty five percent off right now. Cool beans. I'm with it. So I've actually forcing this whole phone call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, we're all multitaskers. Um, so all of you see if you see all these deals that he just threw out at the very end, and that's just literally him going off the head without even trying. There's ton of those in the um in the group, in the affiliates group. So I'm gonna leave that link in my bio and everything. So and Hopefully you guys will join the group and get leads uh, like the ones he just mentioned off the top of his head, like he was freestyling it, which he literally There's was. Over a thousand leads a month people get. We try to provide ten to twenty a day. Besides, each member is required to put one deal in a week. We have three hundred and seventy members, so we're getting over three hundred member deals a week, which is twelve hundred by itself. So that. a lot of leads being thrown out here, and a lot of money to be made. Absolutely, absolutely. So. I'm gonna wrap up this episode because we're on fifty about fifty four minutes. But um, thank having me. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, absolutely. Um, give them your handles. Um, on Instagram, I'm West underscore Coast underscore Goods G O O D Z. On Twitter, I'm West Coast underscore G O O D Z. There we go. There we go. And trust me, he has plenty of jewels. Even on, on his story, he has jewels. He shows, he pretty much shows it without even having to, you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't even have to look at his videos, but if you want like more insight or more details about it, if you have questions, shit, you can reach out to him. You can reach out to me always. So I'm a DM away. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I'm going to wrap up this episode real quick. But uh, Sam, it's always a pleasure. And, you know, I'm going to hit you up later and we're going to discuss some uh, hip hop shit or he always FaceTimes me. So we always show off the shit that we get. <laughs> uh, measuring contest. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But, but you're, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, but now nah, this has been real, man. I, I like that we got into who you are like where you came from and how you came up and how you why you have the drive that you do that's what i really wanted to get and i think we pretty and, much got that and for any listeners out there that are ever dealing with any type of depression issues or just any type of issues please i mean feel free to reach out especially if you're going through some dark times i will make time for anyone and with 
anything you know, depression related or you know bipolar related there's no reason that you need to struggle with this alone just know that you know there's people out there and i'm always an open ear there we go there we go so ladies and gentlemen this has been another episode of the don't overthink it podcast live from 1106 studios i'll tell you what that means later but i think you know already sam and this has yep. been my guest uh west coast goods i will leave the affiliate link if you're curious about how we do what we do and the numbers that he's talking about and the deals that we find i will leave the link in the bio for this all right and uh that's a wrap though until the next time thanks for having us all right man peace peace, peace. all right uh Let's see yes uh thank you everybody for bearing with me after this long time i know it had been a while but this was very informative so until the next time peace